1: Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to a new edition of the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of your SB Nation family of podcasts. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. Today's show comes to you just a few days before the start of the 2022 NFL Scouting Combine. Here to uh, talk prospects, talk a little bit about his uh, recent seven-round mock draft is Shane Hallam of Draft Countdown. Shane, thank you very, very much for, uh, for stopping by.
2: No, no problem. Thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. Always a good time talking. Hey, so I thought what
1: we would do is uh, we'll go through some of your, your picks that you made for the Giants, and uh, along the way, we'll we'll debate, you know, some of the prospects, and uh, like I said, we'll use this as a little bit of a uh, mini preview. For next week's scouting combine. So, so let's uh let's dive right into it here. In the first round of your most recent seven-round mock draft, you have the Giants going with Charles Cross, the offensive tackle from Mississippi State. And to set this up, your first four picks in this draft were Kayvon Thibodeau, Aiden Hutchinson, Evan Neal and Icam Equino. So the two premier edge rushers and the two guys who most people consider the top offensive tackles in the class were both off the board. So explain for me the the pick of cross here at five.
2: Well, I I think this is an interesting scenario for the Giants because I think if one of those four guys is sitting there, and it's possible a guy like Kyle Hamilton, the safety of Notre Dame, could jump up into the top four, then I think it's a a smash pick. But if those four are gone – uh, I think Charles Cross and I think the combine is going to be a launching off point for him to really get to the heights that um, he needs to be fifth overall or in that top five mix. You know, he's probably one of the best pure pass protectors at offensive tackle in this draft. You know, Neil and Iquanu are those big guys that can bully but have athleticism. You know, Cross, he, he has such good feet. Um, you know he in that Mississippi State Mike Leach system where they pass the ball all the time. They barely run the football. Uh, you know Cross is able. He's he's taken on pass rushers every single down and was really successful in the SEC this year. Played his best against top competition like Alabama, like Mississippi. Um, and you know he's he's a younger guy. He's only he's only redshirt sophomore. Still some development to go. Um, but I think if if the Giants are looking for you know, a a premier pass protection player. I think Cross is it. I think he's got a really good athletic numbers at the combine. And I think um, I'm interested to see what his, his, you know, his strength comes out to be in the bench press. That's going to be big for him as well. But I think he's going to be one of the most agile offensive linemen that we see in terms of his relative athletic.
1: As we sit right now, there's a lot of debate actually about Cross. I see some people say that, that he's, I guess what I want to say is they debate whether he actually is a top 10 pick. And I see the pass protection. I see all the athleticism that you see, but I wonder about his transition to the NFL simply because of the fact that he's really, really young. I think he's still 20 years old in the case of the giants, they would be moving him to right tackle and he hasn't done much run blocking. So I, I worry about, the the learning curve for him and I'm I'm curious if you if you think he really and truly is a top 10 pick or if he's a the Giants have got to come out of this top 10 you know with with an offensive tackle kind of a pick
2: I think it's fairly important you know maybe if you look at that round two you can hope that there's someone that's sitting there at 36 that okay if we go you know, with some other positions, then maybe we can find that right tackle there. But I think it's going to be tough because there's so many teams that need offensive line help, especially offensive tackle help. Um, I, you know, I think he can do it. To me, I think the youth is, is a major plus. I mean, if you have a guy that's 20 years old that's going up against 22-, 23-year-old edge rushers and, and stonewalling them when they're rushing the passer, I mean, he's only going to get better right, as he gets old, So I, I think that's a plus for him that will boost him up some board. And absolute question of is he physical enough? Does he have kind of that lower body power, that pop in the, in run blocking to really push um, defensive linemen to, to the second level? And I think that that's going to be a bit of a question mark that the combine will help us answer. Um, but you know, ultimately, I think when you have an athletic, right tackle there's a lot uh that you can do with him to get him to the second level to have him almost be a lead blocker tight end desk um and i think charles cross can do that so a lot depends on you know what 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 scheme what how the offensive line philosophy wants to be but uh i think we saw last season not being able to pass protect um it, it's they're gonna have dire results
1: All right. So let's move on to your second pick for the giants in the first round, which of course is at number seven. And again, to set this one up, the, uh, the Carolina Panthers picking sixth, get Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame guy who I happen to love, by the way, I I've, I've seen people say they think he might be the best all around prospect in this draft. And, and some people argue with me that, that, Safety is not a premium position and the Giants shouldn't take Hamilton, you know, but I, I think he's a tremendous playmaker and I think every defense can use game-changing playmakers. So I would defend the Giants if they picked Hamilton in either one of these spots where he available for them in this scenario. He's not, you chose Ahmad Gardner, the cornerback from Cincinnati and I'm really, really interested here as to why you choose Sauce Gardner instead of Derek Stingley, who went 10th to the Jets, because that, that seems to be a, a huge debate at this point as to which one of those two guys is cornerback one.
2: I think it depends what you want in a corner. If you want to have three solid years of like really good film then you're taking Sauce Gardner. It never let up a touchdown in this college. Started for nearly three full years. Uh, I think it's true freshman season. He came in a couple games in to start for them. So he has a lot of experience. Um, I mean, you watch him against Alabama in that playoff game, uh, shut down Jameson Williams for a lot of that game, who's going to be a first-round pick. Uh, and, and you just see, maybe not the most athletic I don't think i might Garner is going to come into the combine and run a four three and, you know, be this like super athlete, but he's super physical long arms uh, just such smooth technique in terms of getting it, you know, getting down to his stance, great back pedal. His hips are very fluid for his size. And I think he can really stick with anyone. He can play press, he can play off man, he can play zone. Um, he kind of is that ultimate smart corner. Derek Stingley, is he's the athlete, and that's why everyone really liked him was because he's going to put up the great numbers to combine. And his freshman, true freshman season, if we saw that Derek Stingley for three years, uh, I don't even think I'd have him on the board at seven. He, he'd be that good. He had one of the best freshman seasons I've ever seen in the SEC. Sophomore year, he gets dinged up a little bit. Tape isn't as great junior year. He barely plays because he got injured. So you have medical concerns. You have concerns of, am I getting freshman Derek Stingley or am I getting, you know, the more recent version that's maybe not even a top half of the first round pick. So um, I think it's going to be a debate in some rooms. Do you want the upside that Stingley brings with his athleticism or do you want Gardner, who you feel like you can plug in as a starting corner right now, and he can man up with almost anyone in the NFL and probably do a decent. I'm
1: curious, just uh, as we're talking about Gardner versus Stingley, I'm curious for a, a philosophical thought from you here. You've got the Giants with a new general manager in Joe Shane, new head coach, obviously really looking to turn this franchise around have had five straight double-digit loss seasons. Philosophically, would you play it safe, or would you take? Can you see taking the big swing for Stingley? I mean, I'm nervous about the fact that that you're betting in 2022 on trying to get 2019, Derek Stingley. So, I guess my question is: I mean, would you take the big swing, or would you play it a little safer and just try to to begin laying that foundation?
2: I I think it might be smart to play a little bit safer in this particular circumstance. I think there are um, positions and times like offensive tackle where I feel like, Hey, go with the athletic upside, the pass protection upside. I I think corner is a position where uh, you can play it safe, where you know what you're going to get. I don't think the giants though they can use some secondary help for sure. I, I don't think they're a team that this defense wasn't awful last year. You don't need this giant turnaround. You need Alma um, Garner to step in as a cornerback one, cornerback two, bump everyone down a spot, and that secondary looks a lot better and probably gets a lot better. Um, I, you know, I think that is what changes things, where if you draft Stingley, if the medical is maybe a little bit iffy, all right, we'll draft him. He needs some rehab. He's not there for camp and we got to bring him along a little bit. Now that pick doesn't look quite as good. Um, I think Gardner has that safety, but still has the upside, not allowing a touchdown for his entire college career to, to be a starting corner in the NFL. So I think you get a little bit of both. With it.
1: All right. So let's move on to round two. And I, I really, you know, we can't go through every pick that you made here and, in terms of who's left on the board and who isn't. But we get to 36. And what you did here for the Giants is add to their edge rushing group. The Giants already have Azizo Ojolari. They have Quincy Roche, who's also a rookie in 2021, and Ellerson Smith. So they've got some young edge rushers to begin to build with. And what you've done here is given the Giants... Kingsley Enigbari, edge rusher out of South Carolina, and I will say this about Enigbari. I actually watched him for the first time just a day or so ago and I love the power, I love the motor. I I I love the enthusiasm that this kid rushes the passer with. So just tell me, you know, what it is that that made you give the Giants Enigbari in this spot.
2: I'll I'll say first, I I think getting Barry will fall to the second round. I I think he's going to be a steal. I have him actually as my 10th highest ranked player in this class right now. Um, And he's not going to go that high or nearly that high. But like you said, he has the motor. He's a versatile piece at at about 260 pounds. He's a player that you can play with his hand down. I think he can be a stand-up pass rusher. You already kind of have that in Aziz Ojolari. So I think you could move those players around to put them in the best position. I I liked his versatility for this Giants defense and what they already have there. And and so not only do you have really a a tenacious player, but you have, once again, a player – who played in the SEC, played on a pretty bad defense. Um, so he, he was the guy who had to get to the, the passer every pass rush. Uh, and, you know, he has long arms. He has the length that you look for, even though he's not quite as tall as some of these uh, six 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 seven pass rushers. Um, but he has long enough arms he can kind of keep guys off of him and have that pass rush ability. What else I like about him is he likes playing the run. You can tell when there's an outside run to his side, he really sets the edge well. He is kind of a two-way player. I think people are a little bit worried about size. Maybe he's not going to be one of these athletes, like David Ajabo from Michigan, who's going to leap off the page at the combine. I think getting Barry might have an above-average combine, but nothing's going to be eye-popping. And I think that can end up being to the Giants' favor to get him in the second round if they don't take an edge rusher in the first. Don't have that opportunity to get one of the top guys. I think getting Barry's right below that, and I think he's going to be a heck of an NFL guy.
1: Not really a guy that you would use as a as a drop-in coverage guy all that often, but but a guy that can do the other things on the edge that you really need done right
2: exactly if you're looking at you don't want him in coverage but if you're looking at stopping the run stopping those big plays the outside and giving you you know pass rush ability then that's what he does I think you you know you almost need to when when he's in the game he can play on third down he can play on first down and and I think that's that's a a benefit Um, and a lot of times just letting him when he was at his best is when South Carolina just let him pin his ears back and just said, you know, go get the passer. And um, he has such a, a variety of pass rush moves. He has a rip. He has a spin move. Uh, he, he, you know, it's hard to tell on film, but I feel like he's a player who knows his competition. He knows the offensive tackle in front of him, what that guy does poorly, and he exploits that. I think it's one of the best assets a pass rusher can have It's really underrated.
1: Okay, let's go to the third round and at 67, which is the Giants first of two picks in the third round, you have addressed a position where I think the Giants will have to take a player at some point in, you know, in the middle of the draft, you've, you've addressed the tight end position and you've given them Isaiah likely here, tight end from coastal Carolina And I have to admit, this is a player that I'm a little squeamish about because I don't see the blocking. And I kind of see I kind of see Evan Ingram, who is, you know, who is a guy that they're likely moving on from. And I guess that comparison makes me a little bit squeamish. So just uh, just tell me what you think, what you uh, what attracts you to likely in this spot.
2: I don't think your comparisons off base, uh, but I think if you are able to let Evan Ingram go and basically get a similar player in the third round to come in uh, with the depth, this tight end class. Um, You know, I think likely can be successful. He is a really athletic kind of big play receiving threat that you can put in the slot. Um, We did get to see him play more in line a little bit more this season. And then at the senior bowl, they played him a lot in line. He had uh, maybe the best block. Uh, of a tight end at the senior bowl who spring Sam Howell to run for a touchdown. Um, so I think likely has a little more blocking ability than he gets credit for, or that Coastal Carolina asked him to do. Another reason why at the combine, I think is going to be important for him, not the workouts per se. I think he's going to be tremendous. He's my tight end three because I'm kind of projecting that. But I think the the blocking drills, the technique, I think you're going to be able to see, can he pop? Can he do some of those things? Um, so I, I think you have a player that's on the smaller end, but uh, has maybe a little more blocking ability. And he's going to be a dynamic weapon. I mean, he's going to be a player that can get open. And I think even more so than Evan Ingram, has good hands and uh, also can make things happen after the catch. You know, he, he has really good contact balance. He can, uh, he can evade tacklers. He's good in short spaces. I think that's somewhere that um, the giants could really use someone. Like.
1: Nice. I'm going to have to go back and take another look, uh, especially at the, at the blocking technique. You know, obviously uh, the, uh, the pass catching ability is there, but I'm going to, I'm going to want to take another look just to see uh just to see what uh, what I see again when it comes to uh, to the potential as a blocker. Let's go to the uh, to your second pick in the third round, 81st. This is a pick that the Giants got from the Miami Dolphins. You have them selecting Dylan Parham, guard from Memphis. That gives them an interior player to go along with, you know, with selecting Charles Cross in the first round. Just tell me what uh, what attracts you uh, to Parham.
2: Parham's a really fun watch. If you get a chance to watch his film, uh, you know, he's one of those offensive linemen that does the dirty work. He's a little bit on the uh, shorter side, but has really good leverage because of that. He's good at getting his arms kind of under his hands, under pads of the opposing players, driving them back in the run game. Uh, nasty demeanor, another big effort player. So I, I think that 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 might be a theme theme of this draft uh, of what came out for the Giants in my draft, but I think Parham um, has that run blocking ability. Uh, he played a little bit of center at the Senior Bowl for the first time, uh, so he could, he could be a ver- pretty versatile. He did well and really improved there through the week. Um, you know, pass blocking wise, he's. You know, he's not someone that's going to, uh, I think, wow, you will really be able to take on those athletic interior defensive linemen consistently. But like I said, with some good leverage and uh, if, if you improve his technique a little bit, I think you can develop into a, a starting guard at the NFL level. So uh, I felt like this is a player might be a little more on the developmental side than you want in the top 100. But um, I think the upside's there, especially to you know spring those holes for Saquon.
0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Moving to the fourth round, you have the Giants taking a wide receiver. You have them taking Khalil Shakir out of Boise State. Tell me a little bit about Shakir. And then we can also talk a little bit about just the depth of this wide receiver class because, again, wide receiver is more of a need for the Giants than you might think. And like, like you've done here, I think you can probably wait until the middle of the draft to, to find some quality if you're the Giants. So tell me about Shakir and, and talk a little bit about the wide receiver class itself.
2: I like Shakir, another player that, that was productive throughout his college career, had a really good freshman season, um, and then sophomore season kind of fell off and, and the COVID came back with a strong season this year. Um, you know, he's, he, I think he's probably gonna come in 5'11", uh, 190 pounds, probably high at 5'11", so maybe, you know, just under six foot. Um, and he's, he's really fast and kind of electric in, and you know, in space, good, very good agility, um he can hit some of those nine routes. I think he can give a deep threat to allow Kadarius Tony to maybe do some of the things that um, you want to do creatively with Kadarius Tony and Shakir reminds me of kind of a a bigger T Y Hilton type where he can get down the field, but has really good body control uh, and contested catches. Even if he's not the biggest player can, can do well. I think he's going to have a really good 40 time four, four, low four, four, fours. And, you know, at the combine have pretty good, pretty good run this receiver class. I I almost just want to give a receiver to every all 32 teams at some point in this draft. Cause I, (laughs) I, I go down my list and I'm like, Oh man, I have like 35 to 40 guys that I think are draftable prospects from this receiver class. And, And so that means, like you said, I think you can wait till day three. I think early day three is a really nice sweet spot for a guy like Shakir, who in, in most typical drafts, I'd say, man, he's going to go in the top 100 this year with the depth of this class as a whole and the receivers, probably not. Um, so I, I think it, it's a it could be a nice target early in day three to get um, a receiver. And there's a lot of seniors that can play special teams or Shakir can even do uh, kick return punt returns if need be. So that versatility also helps.
1: All right. So we go to round five. And, and you have done something really, really interesting here in the fifth round. And I'm curious. I'm curious about this pick at at 147, first Giants pick in the fifth round. You chose a punter. You chose Jake Camarda out of Georgia. Now I want Riley Dixon off the Giants roster. <laughs> really? All right. I want Riley Dixon off the roster. I, I you know I, I like Riley, but Riley makes too much money for a guy who's as inconsistent as he is. And, and yet I, I looked at this pick and I said, Are are the Giants really in a position to be able to draft a punter? <laughs> you know, so so I'm curious, I'm curious what you think of Camarda. And, and why you you know why you went for him here in this spot?
2: Uh, I agree with your with Riley Dixon. I mean, I thought for kind of the, the money to net average ratio was one of the worst in the NFL. Under forty yards uh, net average a punt is not NFL quality, and this is one of the best punting classes that I've seen, which is a weird thing to say, but <laughs> I think there's three punters worth a fourth or fifth round pick, Jake Lamar from.
1: Yeah, that, that's deep dive scouting right there. One of the best punting classes that, that you've come across.
2: I, I really think we're going to see three guys go before the end of the fifth round. And and is uh, one of them. He's my number two punter. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's it's always tough doing mock drafts and saying, well, who's going to take a kicker in the fifth? (laughs) He's going to take a punter. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. think any fan base usually is like, yeah, you know, give me that. Um, But (laughs) you know, I think when you're the giants and you have a a defense that has a lot of good building blocks and can do good things, you have an offense that's probably going to need to progress a little bit that that should, if Saquon Barkley's back healthy and the offensive lines improved have a good run game. I I think a killer punter like Camarda, who was booming 60 yarders at the senior bowl. And um, I mean, he, I, I think he was should have been right up there for MVP of the national championship game. Uh, he he was a big part of Georgia's victory there in pinning Alabama back so far on many of those, uh, many of those drives. You know, I, I think it could be a pretty good piece that's underrated to really help this team keep some games close and, um, and, you know, and keep that defense going. So I know it's not sexy, but I, I think Jake Kamarta could be a really good pick there. <laughs> you, uh, you're not a fan of of the Scottish hammer who signed a, a futures contract with the Giants <laughs> I look look uh, maybe maybe I need to deep dive a little more into my NFL punters I guess to see but uh, <laughs> but uh you know uh, um, like I said this funny class the top three I mean they they're they're really really good
1: that's that's a fun one I just I had to uh, <laughs> I, I had I had to pick on you a little bit about that one anyway the second pick for the Giants in the fifth round you went with zamir White running back out of Georgia. And it's interesting because I find the Giants in a really interesting place when it comes to running back. I don't know if Saquon Barkley is going to be a Giant in 2022. I'm on the side that says now is a really good time for the Giants to at least investigate the possibility of trading Saquon Barkley simply because I don't know if he can be a long-term giant, if he can be a guy that you can give a second, a big second contract to those things don't tend to work out very well in the NFL. So, and and Devontae Booker is a nice back and he might, he might get you by for a year or two, but, uh, but I do think the giants likely need to add some running back depth. So, so tell me, tell me uh, about Zamir white.
2: Um. You know, Xavier White was a top high school prospect, a uh, very electric player coming out of high school, looked like he would be a, a stud running back. The next, the guy kind of after Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle at Georgia um, tore, tore his ACL senior year of high school and then t- tore the other ACL early in his college career uh, as a freshman before he started. And so he's one of those players that, okay, he's lost a little bit of a step since high school, but... He still has a lot of those running back abilities that made him a five-star prospect. He's really good in short space, really good vision, um, tough to bring down, uh, has good contact balance. He kind of adjusted his game. I think I actually think this is a little bit low for him. I think the NFL is going to like him more than I even put him on here. I just have trouble kind of plugging that in. But I think he's one of those players that, like you said, if you know Saquon Barkley gets hurt again or is, is not a giant in the year, I think you can bring some your white along a little bit maybe he gets some playing time and shows something. I think he's a nice, tough, inside, smart runner who can get you the short yardage. He may not be able to break the big 60 yard or anything like that. But um, I think he could be kind of a David Montgomery type in Chicago who just uh, has, you know, stays stays upright and, and is able to kind of plow through the line and pick up extra yardage, catch the football. Samir White can do all that.
1: All right, now let's go to the sixth round. And I have to tell you that, as a guy who's going to be spending three days covering the Giants draft and writing a million stories about the Giants draft for Big Blue View, this is my absolute favorite thing about the New York Giants draft. Their final pick of this draft comes at the very top of the thir- <laughs> of the sixth round. It's the third pick of the sixth round. I have to tell you that I should have known two drafts ago that Dave Gettleman needed to go because he acquired like 8 million seventh round picks. And I'm sorry, it's a beautiful Saturday afternoon and I'm working way too hard writing stories about seventh round picks, even if one of them did turn out to be Tay Crowder, you know, so this is my favorite thing about this draft. The Giants will be done three picks into the sixth round unless Joe Shane decides to make me mad and, and, and acquire a bunch of seventh round picks, in, in which case he's going to become an enemy. But like
2: you're, you're you're just jinxing it like you're, you're just jinxing it right now. They're going to trade down at some point and get that get like one of the last picks in the seventh round. And you're...
1: that would just <laughs> like, that, that, that 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 would kill me. I take it all back. Joe Shane, Giants PR, <laughs> please do not let joe listen to this podcast cuz he'll do this just to annoy me. He'll go acquire the 254th pick or something just to annoy Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. Anyway, your last pick for the Giants is a linebacker, Aaron Hansford of Texas A&M kind of a sneaky need for the Giants, uh, the linebacker position. So tell me a little bit, you know, about Hansford and, you know, can he be a guy who can contribute as a rookie or is he sort of a developmental player?
2: I, I think he's a little bit of a developmental player. Uh, and especially when he gets these six, seventh round picks, and you might see some positions that uh, I don't know if you know, they need that, but a lot of times when you're drafting linebackers, corners, receivers, safeties, it, you know, it's about, special teams. And and that's something that Aaron Hansford can play. Um, he's, he's my 17th ranked linebacker. A big part of that is that he's a a really good special teams player played that for Texas A&M. Um, and, you know, he's, he's tough. He's, he's a little bit on the taller side, uh, which can be to his benefit, uh, especially in like pass coverage. It's something that he's pretty good at. So I felt like in terms of depth for the giants, getting a linebacker that could drop back maybe he could bring in on the third down. Hansford's not going to rush the passer much for you. Um, he's, he's a pretty decent cleanup tackler um, can play a little high and sometimes, you know, that can get him into trouble, but I do like his pass coverage ability. I like his special teams ability and I think he could be someone, if you have an injury, you need to plug him in. I don't think you're going to lose a ton um, with him. So I, I think he can he can be an inside backer depending on scheme. He could be an outside backer. He's versatile. Those are the types of six-round picks that, that I like.
1: Oh, uh, you can make a nice career out of yourself for yourself if you can if you can be a Chase Blackburn type player.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: All right. So, you know, as I said at the top of the show, um combine is coming up in a few days. I'm just really curious, you know, to, to put a bow on this and, and look ahead to the combine a little bit, just tell me a little bit about what you're really looking forward to, to seeing, uh, you know, from the combine, if there's anything in particular, any players in particular, maybe the giants fans should look for, um, you know, that you're, uh, that you're going to be eyeballing, you know, during the combine.
2: I, I think in general with the combine, I, I'm always excited to watch and see if these kind of re- the receivers. Like we talked about the receiver class is one that's pretty deep. There's kind of a big glut in that late day two, early day three. How do they do? Uh, I think that's going to be a, a big focus for me. You know, the, the high end guys at receiver, Traylon Burks out of Arkansas, who's 63 230 something. Is he going to be able to, to blaze and, and essentially establish himself as a top 10 pick? Um, that's, that's what I'll be looking for, but even outside of like the numbers, I like to watch the drills, the running backs. I like to watch the pass catching from them. Sometimes there's a lot of running backs that weren't asked in college to catch passes. And then in the NFL, They can. Someone like A.J. Dillon for the Packers and the Combine, he was really good catching the football. So uh, I like to watch that. That's always a big thing for me. Um, And then I think when you start to look at the defense, um, you, you get to see a lot of the corner and linebacker technique and pass coverage at the Combine in those drills. Not only do you get to see kind of the explosiveness, how are they agility wise, three cone drills. I think those uh, events don't get much coverage, but are fairly important. Um, but you, you get to watch drills of them in coverage. How do they sink their hips? Are they able to kind of explode through those hips and, um, you know, have some makeup speed? So it, it, it's always exciting to see. You're going to get almost everyone that's drafted that will be there. And to see these players kind of work out, I, I think there's, there's going to be a lot of good, um, good depth for a lot of these positions.
1: All right, Shane, before I let you go, why don't you, you know, tell folks uh, what you have going on draft countdown where they can find your work what you might have coming up all that good stuff
2: check out draftcounter.com uh you can find that seven round mock draft i'll i'll have a new one in in about a week and a half right after the combine uh taking all that data in we have rankings um, both for myself and my managing partner, Brian Bosarge, uh, up there. So you can look at that. Got, he was at the Senior Bowl with full Senior Bowl coverage. Uh, we're going to be live streaming for the Combine. So if you're looking for something to watch, you want live commentary, um, that'll be up on the site, and you can actually watch us uh, give you that live commentary as we watch and tell you everything that's going on.
1: That'll be, that'll be fun. That'll be interesting. I mean, you know, nobody nobody actually watches the Combine on TV, do they? It's <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, it, 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 it's amazing to me how big of an event the NFL has managed to make the combine.
2: Yeah. I mean, like they have just found a way to dominate the schedule, even when nothing's happening from the combine to the draft. I mean, they're just, they, they're good at it. I'll say that somehow they got us watching guys just running in a straight line for 40 yards.
1: No, it's so funny because I've been doing this for 15 years now and people say to me all the time the season's over you know what what do you have to do and what people don't understand when they don't do this for a living is that the season never ends it just changes there there might not be games but football season never ends because except for that sort of 6 weeks in the summer the NFL has managed to to find a way to dominate you know about Ten and a half months of, of the sports calendar.
2: Yeah. It's it's wild, but they are they, they can do it. And I, I love every second, so I can't say anything.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing and it's it's helping me make a living, so I'm good with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, Shane, thank you very, very much. Maybe after the combine, a little bit before the draft, we'll get you back on. So
2: That'd be great. Thanks so much.
1: Giants fans. Thank you as always for listening. Please remember to subscribe to big blue view radio on all of your favorite podcast applications. Stay safe out there. Take care of each other and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling even for many of the best assets.